Welcome to The Torch, a podcast with Brian Gibbs presenting biblical insights and prophetic perspectives for cultural and current events in this hour, contending for personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation. Produced by Victory, a church of his presence, and Light the Fire Ministries coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for joining us. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Torch. This is Brian Gibbs coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. It's a beautiful morning here. Thankful that you're jumping in. Thanks for making a priority today to be here on The Torch. And uh, let's pray. Let's pray for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and for His anointing to go forth. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the ability, for the technology to be able to build bridges into lives and friendships throughout the entirety of our country, and in other nations. Father, thank you for brand new friends, brand new partners that are beginning to connect with our ministry here. But ultimately, Father, we want to point them to the face of Jesus. So Lord, let today be a connection point of your anointing. Lord, may may there be a tangibility of your presence. May there be words spoken, Lord, that bring um, empowerment and release courage and faith in this broadcast. And we thank you for our time together. And Lord, today, again, we pray over America. We are declaring divine intervention for our nation today. Lord, that you are leading America by your Holy Spirit into a true turnaround, into an ultimate comeback, Father that truly this prodigal nation would return home, Lord, unto your heart in Jesus' name. And Father, I want to pray specifically over our Border Patrol agents. Father, I want to pray for our policing on our southern border, specifically in Texas and Arizona. And Lord, you would loose your warring angels to assist them. Lord, to capture those that are bringing evil intent, pouring drugs into our country, or have evil intent for human trafficking, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray your assistance, Lord, upon that right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Father, that you just create a firewall around this nation of your presence, and God, you will help our leadership in this time of great crisis, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Listen, I am so glad that you were with us. Um, We're going to do something a little different, which will be a kind of a departure from the torch, Um, but my heart has been so heavy just uh, driving in here this morning to the church, and uh, just concerning our southern border, I am... um, it's just we're 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 facing something, guys. Most of you understand this. Um, I know our listening audience understands this. We're just dealing with such an absurdity. Uh, all you got to do is put on your thinking caps and you look at what this Biden administration is doing right now. I mean, we we've received news that that now they're setting up schools on our U.S. southern border, getting teachers in place for illegal children. For illegal children, while more than half, more than half of our schools nationwide are still closed after more than a year. I mean, this is just ridiculous. 
You know, they've denounced the wall from the very beginning. Um, they tried to stop Trump at every avenue that they could uh, from even building the wall. And now here we are at an unprecedented crisis at our border. And then you got yahoos like Nancy Pelosi saying, you know, climate uh, <laughs> climate change caused this crisis at the border. Um, yeah, right. Climate change suddenly caused hundreds of thousands of people to rush to the open borders of the United States. But now she's changed her mind and uh, what she does, what she's inclined to do. And now it's not climate change at all. Now it's back to being Donald Trump's fault. This is absolute insanity. And uh, just the minds of these people create such a level of chaos their purposeful negligence uh, for just issuing open borders. It creates such dangers in our country, and um, frankly, it just makes me furious. So anyway, I've driven in today with that on my heart, and uh, most of you that are connected to our ministry here, even regionally, I know that you're praying right now for over the border crisis, but I'm going to turn the page today, and I'm going to do something a little different here on The Torch. Um, this past weekend here at our local church here at Victory, a church of His presence, and for those of you that are getting uh, connected with our church, you can find that at victoryfla.com, victoryfla.com. Um, <clears throat> this past weekend here, we had we had a very, very special movement of the Holy Spirit just come in upon us. Waves of the Lord's heart just were crashing into our gathering this past weekend. And it caused, um, just the presence of the Lord just caused a bursting of waves of intercession and travail and tears and prayer. And I hunger for so much more of that. But we were praying over the nations and we were praying over specifically the global church our brothers and sisters in Christ and the nations that are being greatly uh, persecuted <clears throat> for their faith right now. And um, those that can't even sing out out loud, they can't, they can't express themselves in worship, they can't clap out loud, sing out loud, express themselves in fear of being arrested or even in prison for worshiping Jesus. And we begin to pray over the nations and the Holy Spirit just seemed to really hijack the meeting and come in in a very, very powerful way and begin to move through us and pray through us. It was such a powerful, powerful time. And um, days later, I have still not left the grip, nor do I want to leave it, the grip of the Lord's um, anointing and presence upon us and just the sensitivity um, to His voice and to His presence. And so, I want to read to you um, out of Matthew chapter 26. These are the words of Jesus. Matthew chapter 20, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16. Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Let me read that to you again. This is Matthew 16 verse 24. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. I want to read this to you out of the message translation. 
today. The message translation, it describes it like this. This is, this is unique, but I like this. It says, anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me, and I'll show you how. Man, that's powerful. Again, the words of Jesus, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Now, I felt led to do something a little different. And um, today, uh, you know, obviously in times past here at The Torch, we've talked many times concerning my book, Bold as Lions, The Future Belongs to the Righteous. Of course, you can get that today at victoryfla.store, or you can get that at amazon.com, get it rushed to you. Um, this book has made uh, a great, tremendous impact in a lot of lives, and really to God, and I mean this, to God be the glory, and it continues to hit waves of sales all over, and so I encourage you to pick that up. But I felt led to take a portion out of this book um, to really release an impartation today of something that I feel that the Lord wants to do through this broadcast together. So I'm going to just read uh, for just a few moments from Bold as Lions. And uh, this first section is called The Pride. The Pride. Cattle move in herds, birds travel in flocks, fish swim in schools, bees move in swarms, ants move in colonies. I learned recently that in ocean life, whales travel in pods. But when it comes to lions... They travel and live in communities that are called prides. Lions are symbols of strength, fierceness, and courage and have been celebrated throughout history for these characteristics. And they are commonly known as symbols of royalty or stateliness and carrying the identity as king of the jungle. Lions are the only big cats to live in groups called prides. Prides are close family groups, and they work together to defend territory and the hunt. Our pride carries the royal commission to protect and defend our spiritual territory and regions, and to stay on the aggressive hunt for the advancement of his glory. The pride is a culture of love, intimacy, passion, loyalty, honor, and sacrifice. They are lovers, worshipers, intercessors, watchmen, gatekeepers, known for their sacrifice and servanthood. Here within the pride, we discover other lions and lioness that have covenant hearts who work to build the culture of untamed and radical faith. The soul of the pride is made alive by the presence of Jesus, the greatest privilege of all is learning and moving with the Lion King himself. Yes, Jesus, the creator of the universe, he identifies himself with the lion. He is eternally called the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir of David's throne who has won our victory. That's Revelation chapter 5 and verse 5. As much as religion has tried to tame and domesticate Jesus, he's not tame. He's wild. His love is most fierce. 
burning with intensity, strength, force, power, and aggression. Many have seen and discovered the attributes of the lamb and gentleness and kindness and meekness. And yet the Lord longs for all of us to encounter him as the lion of fierce, burning, all-powerful, and all-consuming love. Our lion is triumphant. He is victorious and reigning in great glory and majesty. If we are going to look into the eyes of the lion, we need to be prepared for the unexpected. This lion will break your heart, but in the best way. This is necessary for true friends of the lion. God told Job, brace yourself like a man because I have some questions for you and you must answer them. You see, when you look into the eyes of the lion, he will impart his eternal burnings and his holy passions and we need to brace ourselves for the impact. Friends of the lion need their hearts broken and consumed with his desires, dreams, and wonders. It will take great courage to fix our gaze in his eyes. You see, you will be tempted to turn your head away because your eyes will become like rivers of tears. Your heart will be broken and awakened in the depth of your own spirit. Your wells of compassion will burst suddenly because you will see them and you will hear them. These are the lives, the cries and the voices of a lost generation, wandering souls in darkness. You'll smell the stench of social decay and corruption coming up out of our cities. You'll feel the undescribable pain and the yearning of our nation's deliverance from this gross cloud of deception and hopelessness. Your reluctance and your resistance to feel the pain and agony of those lost will begin to melt like wax in his presence. The insulation that we have built up to keep the borders and our boundaries from the world will come tumbling down. And you will hear the roar and the tremble of his voice. Isaiah chapter 66, it says this, it says, hear the word of the Lord you who tremble at his word, those who hear the roar of our triumphant lion, they will tremble at the sound of his voice. And sometimes following the lion can be frightening. Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. The message translation describes it like this. Anyone who intends to come after me must let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. When you follow the lion, you deny yourself. And that is what true courage really is. Moses had to take courage. I'm going to read on here. Listen to this. Moses had to take courage and deny himself. God had heard the cries coming up out of Egypt, and Moses was commissioned back into the devil's playground, the land of slavery, bondage, spiritual darkness, to rescue the children of Israel. Yes, following the lion can be frightening. Moses 
with just be one man going into an epic battle against an entire nation. God had plans to transform this coward into a hero. He would take a murderer and make him into a great deliverer. He would transform a shepherd into a courageous prophet and a messenger. Moses would go from being a wanderer into a mighty, unstoppable leader. I'm telling you, this is for someone out there. You've got to hear this today. Moses would go from being a wanderer to a mighty, unstoppable leader. How does this happen? It happens through encountering and trusting and staying with the victorious lion. And I have good news for you. There are no easy roads that are available to you. What, you ask? That's right. There will be no easy, safe passage for you in the call of God. It will be dangerous. Hear this today. It will be dangerous, but that is why the lion chose to make his home within you. Everywhere the kingdom of God advances, there is a violent engagement against the dark kingdom. Regardless of the cost, the warfare, or the sacrifice, we must go. Jesus said, Fox, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Like Jesus, we too must live according to the agenda of the Father. That's what sets the course of our mission and our lifestyle. I'm going to keep reading on here for just a few moments. I know this is strong, but I need to tell you that none of us who really claim to know and honor Jesus cannot refuse the path he calls us to walk upon. He promises to lead. You just have to follow and trust the lion. Jesus will lead you and me into the very heart of the dark kingdom into the soul of evil to bear his light and his power. We can't go on believing that the life of faith is not a life of risk. He will lead us where mankind is chosen to hide in their darkness and shame. Just as he sent Moses, he will send you to bring liberty to the captives. Just as the Holy Spirit was upon Jesus, Jesus has commissioned you. And here's the good news. Luke chapter 4. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is verses 18 and 19. You may know it. Be very, very familiar. Perhaps you're not familiar with these scriptures. Grab a hold of this today. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives the recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. Our commission is to invade the darkness and to bring freedom and victory and healing, to loose the captives of our generation. And the Holy Spirit desires to breathe upon us, to receive his burning obsession, the Holy Spirit desires his lions and his lioness to receive their assignment and carry the torch of his presence into the darkest corners of the earth. 
The world needs lions. Those who come roaring boldly with revelation and experiential truth of the Lion King, speaking truth and love and bearing power with it. We don't move forward from a place of just mere sympathy, but we move forward with a burning authority to conquer the dark kingdom with weapons that are unstoppable. We haven't been commissioned in our own strength, gifts, talents, or abilities. We have been commissioned in the power of the Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells within you. The Holy Spirit's power is greater than all of the armies on the earth combined. And if that is so, what are you going to do with it? Hmm. How will you steward this level of power and authority? What can God do through a man, a woman, a teenager, or an individual fully surrendered to the Spirit of God who will courageously carry the call? You know, before I read on, when I wrote, I remember writing that line right there, and the inspiration for that was, um, it was D.L. Moody. I remember um, reading a quote from D.L. Moody many years ago um, out of his life, but he would say, um, how can God or what could God do through a man or a woman fully yielded and surrendered over to the Spirit of God? And he would always follow it up with, may you be that man, may you be that woman. So let me read this again to you. What can God do through, through a man or a woman or a teenager, teenager or an individual fully surrendered to the Spirit of God who will con- courageously carry the call? Heaven is still seeking and imploring the earth, saying, who will go for us? The Holy Spirit is asking, whom shall I send? This is 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. It says, For the eyes of the Lord, it roams to and fro throughout the entire earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those hearts that are loyal unto him. Jesus was the one that said, Go. Mark chapter 16, he said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned, and these signs will follow them that believe in my name. Remember, this is Jesus speaking. In my name, you will cast out demons. That's right. You will speak with new tongues. You will take up serpents, and if you drink any deadly thing, what does that mean, take up serpents? That means you'll, you'll exercise your authority to drive out the enemy in every sphere, every sphere. And if you drink anything deadly, you will by no means be hurt and you will lay hands upon the sick and they will recover. That's right. The nations are in desperate need of heaven's messengers. Jesus is calling us to an epic commission. The Holy Spirit is leading his firebrands to invade the darkness For far too long, the church has been stagnating in a culture of comfort and passivity. Far too many leaders have been drunk on the success of meeting their numbers in the seats and their offerings, and they've settled in. The people have lost their primal fire, their zeal, 
and went from being pioneers to just settlers. But in this present move of the Spirit of God in the earth, God is breathing freshly upon those who are drawing near to his heart. They are seeking and finding a fresh experience and encounter in his all-consuming love and fire. And in that secret place, we are enveloped in God's love, a love that is not of this world, so immeasurable and unfathomable to such a degree that it transcends human understanding. His dream is that we will fall into his embrace and his pleasures and cleave unto him with all of our heart and strength. In this place, hear me, my friends, today. In this place, we discover his desires and his dreams to reconcile all mankind unto himself. This sacred passion is transferred into our spirit and made alive. And suddenly, we are awakened to this reality. And now our souls are burning in union with his thoughts and his intentions. He is an all-consuming fire. I want to take us back to the front of this train. I told you something, something um, very unique happened to us this past weekend here at Victory where the Spirit of God just began to come in as we were making room for the Lord, just hosting His presence. But as we were praying for the nations, praying for those that are suffering great persecution in their countries right now, again, those that can't even clap their hands, those that can't even sing out loud right now in fear of being arrested, in fear of being in prison, in fear of their families being taken from them, their children being taken from them, their wives being taken from them. I'll tell you what, I never take for granted, and I pray I never take for granted, the ability to be able to meet with the body of Christ. When we come together and we worship, you know, so many churches are closed throughout the country right now. Last year in 2020, I think we were only officially closed for eight weeks here at Victory. And, we, of course, we did online services and did all of that with just 10 people. But um, after we came out of that, we just sprang forward and um, never closed. And thank God for it. But I, I do not want to take for granted the, the blessing of being able to meet together and worship together and be before the Lord and, and to access His throne corporately as a family and to worship Jesus. Never take it for granted. But as the Spirit of God began to come into our meeting, there, there was such a, there was a wave of God's heart that came crashing in upon us that just burst forth intercession and travail out of the people of God. And what happens in those moments is that it's exactly what I was reading. It's God thrust you into his heart. He thrusts you into his passions. You start feeling what the Lord is feeling. The Lord starts laying his heart upon your heart. I, 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 well, how do I say this? I get in trouble for saying this because there's a difference between loving the presence of God and loving the heart of God. Now, stay with me because you may think, man, you're really splitting hairs there. Just hear my heart here. 
Listen to what I'm saying. There's a difference between just loving the presence. Everybody loves the presence of God. People come in, they love, they love to worship. You know, that they love the, the presence of God. But, you know, I, what I have found is there's, there's a lot of people that love the presence of God that move out of the presence of God and they go and live like yo-yos. And the spirit of dumb and dumber is all over them. They love the presence, but they don't go out and live out of a covenant heart connected to the heart of God. They go and live like yo-yos. They love the. They say they love the presence, but they don't live right. There's a difference with loving the heart of God. When you when you become a friend of God, it means you cherish, and you have a concern for the very heart of God. What am I saying? I'm saying that you begin to burn for God's dreams and God's feelings, God's emotions, God's intentions, God's dreams. What he desires to happen in the earth possesses you. When that starts happening, he starts transforming you from the inside out to that you begin to be moved with what is moving God in the earth realm. You're not just loving the presence of God. You're loving the heart of God. You're cherishing the heart of God. If you're going to become a true friend of God, you have to become a man or a woman that cares what is on the heart of the Lord, what is burdening the heart of the Lord. And we have to be willing to actually drop the insulation that we have created around our own lives so much so that we can become burdened by the purposes of God in the earth. So many people... They, they, they love church, they love church culture, but they don't want to be burdened to enter in actually into the work that's going to become very messy because the Lord is wanting to commission us into an epic commission and calling into dark places so that we can set captives free. That's what the anointing is for. The anointing is not just for us. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon us. He's anointed us to go forth and liberate captives, to break them out of chains, to open prison doors. Are you hearing me today? What I'm praying for, and as I've come into this broadcast today, and I've, and I've wanted to be with you today, and I'm so thankful that we can do this. But what I'm praying for is that in your private time with the Holy Spirit, with the Lord, that you would cry out afresh for the heart of God to just be deposited within you for this generation. Christ in you is the hope of this generation. We know the Apostle Paul wrote in Colossians 1.27, Christ in you is the hope of glory. But I want to say it to you like this today. Christ in you is the hope of this generation. Perhaps you don't know yet where God desires to commission you. Perhaps yet you, you haven't had that distinction of God saying, son, I want you to walk this road. I want you to go to this neighborhood. I want you to go to this school. I want you to go down this path. This is where I'm taking you. And of course, that, that's, that's always paved with brand new discoveries, things that the Lord opens up and then opens up. It's, it's a never-ending, unfolding thing when it comes to the will of God, obeying His voice. But I want to pray for you today that as you are in quiet time with God, 
that you would be courageous and bold and say, God, I desire for you to use my life like never before. Even use my intercession, even use my prayers to even touch nations, people groups. I feel so moved by this. As we, as, again, as we have been praying for nations here, those that are under immense persecution for the gospel, may the Lord use us here in America. Because I'll tell you what, folks, people around the world are praying for America right now. Nations are looking to America in this epic battle that we're in right now. And I'll tell you what, the church, I mean, I, I know personally of reports, uh, the, the church in China specifically, the church out of the Middle East is interceding for the church of America. And I'll tell you what, that brings me to my knees. That is so humbling. It's so humbling to think that they're crying out to God for him to move and pour out his spirit upon our beloved country right now. And I pray that in your secret place, wherever you're at, whoever you are listening to me, however you came across this broadcast, that as you pull into the secret place with Jesus, in that place of prayer, however, however you get with God, if you're, if you're anything like me, I like to go for late night walks under the stars, and I love to go walking with the Lord and just interceding and praying. I love to pray outside. I love to be in nature. And, of course, we've got some of the most beautiful beaches in all the world right here. But I love to go and walk the beach and be with the Lord and ask him to pray through me and release his heart through me. But <clears throat> I want to pray today that the all-consuming fire and love of God would so come upon you fill you afresh, baptize you afresh with the Holy Spirit and with fire, and that you would feel a new commissioning in March 2021, that the voice of God would become so clear, so clear that all the clutter and distractions, even with all the crazy warfare that is going on right now in our own country, that you would settle in and you would hear the presence of God and you would receive a fresh commissioning from the Lord, that the presence of God would come upon you so mightily that the heart of God would be so um, imparted to you so powerfully, you wouldn't be able to escape its grip, that you'd start having dreams and visions that are so compelling, there's no way in the world you could ignore them. So, Father, I thank you today for my friends, my brothers, my sisters in Christ. And, Father, I pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit is released through this time together, that you will speak. Lord, that you will even release mantles today and callings today upon your friends. In the name of Jesus. I bless you today to hear the voice of your Father leading you, directing you. Jesus said the Spirit of God, he is called the Spirit of Truth. The Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, he will never lead you into an error. He will never lead you into anything false. The Holy Spirit is the exact opposite of the Spirit of this age that is trying to seduce people and bring them into error and delusion and illusions in this hour. The Holy Spirit desires to show you truth and launch you into truth. And you can hear the voice of God today.
You are the sheep of his pasture. Jesus said, my sheep, they hear my voice. They know my voice and the voice of a stranger. They will not follow. So I bless you to hear the voice of the Lord today. May you be like a man or a woman like Moses. Moses, Moses was wandering, but the Lord came on him in such a way. Moses was transformed into from a murderer. You know the story. He was transformed into a man who could leave his past and become a hero and become a deliverer by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So I pray that over you today, my friend, whoever you are, God may be desiring to raise you up as a mighty deliverer to your city, to your region, to a nation, to a school, to a neighborhood. May God use you. Hallelujah. Well, listen, it has been such a joy to be with you. I know today was a little different just in my whole approach to the torch. And I pray that you've been blessed. Uh, for those of you that are just getting connected to our ministry, um, you can also you can always see us at victoryfla.com. There's a lot of resources there for you. You can download our app. This is a big deal, <clears throat> which uh, we've, we've been very, very blessed in our media department to have an outstanding app that you can carry. Um, it's on Google Play. It's on iTunes. It's on Roku. Am I saying that right? Roku? Roku? <laughs> Josiah's here helping me. But you can download that. You can get our app, uh, Victory FLA. Find the app, download it. We've got all kinds of streaming. There's some great things there. We even did a devotional um, on um, Bold as Lions, an online devotional that you can jump in through the whole book that is so powerful. Um, you can pick up my first book, Unstoppable and Unquenchable Fire. Uh, this, this book, man, you got to get this book. Um, this, this book is about personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation. Um, it was forwarded by Dutch Sheets, and God is using, he has used and is freshly using this book in a tremendous way for so many lives, and I encourage you to pick it up. Um, so like I said, you can always find us at victoryfla.com. Download the app today. It'll be a tremendous blessing to you. So thankful for all of our partners. Thank you for praying for us. Um, just received um, a, just a brand new partner out in the state of Washington. I'm sure you're watching. You know exactly who you are. Thank you for your generous donation to our ministry. It really touched my, my wife and I uh, going to our ministry P.O. box this week and uh, this past week and receiving your gift. What a blessing, really. Your generosity touches us. Thank you. And for those of you that would like to give, listen, every gift helps. Whatever size gift, small, large, whatever, every gift helps us to be able to preach the gospel and do what we're doing. And so I encourage you to be a partner with us and uh, be a great blessing. Listen, we love you. Thank you for being with us. Again, I, I just so appreciate how people are uh, making it a priority to jump into this. And I, I'm I actually, I'm amazed by the lives that this is touching. Um, uh, I was thinking uh, earlier, uh, just before we went into prayer here uh, this past weekend, pre-service prayer, one of the men in our church approached me and he said, he said, Brian, I sent on your torch from last week to a prominent doctor, uh, doctor in Chicago. And uh, he said he was so impacted 
by the torch. And uh, you just never know where these broadcasts go. I mean, me and Josiah, we jump in the studio together. You just never know how uh, someone's going to take this, email it to someone, encourage them to get the app. And it, it just takes on a life of its own and just, just jumps into the river and the river of God and goes and it brings forth life everywhere it goes. So again, I just thank you for being with us. Um, it is a joy. We love you. We bless you on the behalf of me and my wife and our ministry. We thank you. Remember this, my friends. The future does not belong to the God haters or to the God mockers. The future belongs to the righteous and God's righteous are bold as lions. Amen. Love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. Thank you.